Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Welcome back. We are coming to you live once again from the Summerson Community College, Summerson, Philadelphia. Continuing, continuing in Evan Shlema, Parakut Aleph, Simon Bays. <clears throat> this morning's shear is dedicated to Ilui Nishmas, Elio David Ben Svi. Snifter earlier this week. The Neshama should have an Aliyos, the Zayda of uh, one of our dear community members over here, and the Neshama should have an Aliyah. And it looks like that coffee is leaking. Okay. Let's continue here. So we started Bez yesterday. Let's read this through again. And we saw in Bez Mitchili, Yigalu Yud Shavat of Achakach Shevet Yehud of Achakach Yichyu Dor HaMidbar. That the Geula HaAsida, the Meher V'Yavetu, is going to come in stages. Um, we're talking about the Kibbutz Goliath, the Goliath coming back, and then Tchiyas HaVesim. And the order that the guy gave us gave us this in the order that's going to happen in is first the ten shvatim going to come back, then shevet yud is going to come back, and then dor hamidbar is going to be resuscitated, brought back to life. So the questions we asked yesterday were, why does it have to be in any order? Why can't everything happen at the same time? And if it's going to happen in any kind of order, why is this the order? Why not the other way around? The dor hamidbar, Yehuda, and then the aser hashvatim go in order of, you know. Piety, most tzidkos to, to least tzidkos, to the highest level to the lower levels. We gave a big hack dummy yesterday. So yesterday, bulk of yesterday's discussion was, was dedicated really to understanding what exactly the point, ultimately, of Kibbutz Galis and Tchiyas HaMesim is in this world. This world's going to get destroyed anyway. This world in the year 6000 is getting uh, annihilated. It's not going to be around anywhere after the 6000. It's going to be Alam Haba. That's where the action is, that's where everything is happening, that's, that's the party, the real party is Elam Haba. Why do we have to have Tchiyas HaMesim and Geul in this world altogether? So we explained yesterday, the idea is that of closure, of coming full circle, of, of um, Shlemus HaBoyrei, the Yerushalayim is perfect, is flawless, and he creates a system where he is absent, which is flawed, only because he's going to be present in that system at the end, and that's Shlemus. Every aspect of this world has to be able to reflect and and if it's left without that, then there's 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 inherent flaws and a chesrenus in the Bria, which there cannot be. Everything has to ultimately come full circle and realize its its tafkid, its goal, what it was created for. Now, what we need to speak at now is there's two ways of that happening that can happen with us or it can happen without us. We can be the ones involved in bringing ourselves in the world full circle. I can, through my Bechira, make myself Shalim, make the world around me Shalim, bring perfection and harmony to myself in the world and allow myself and the world that I can affect to be nothing but a Kli, nothing but a conduit and a vehicle for the revelation of Hashem's glory. And when I did that, so I did my part and my slice of the Bria, my slice of the universe, that has to do with my own particular and personal avoida has been perfected. Let's say I don't do it. Let's say there's someone out there who doesn't do his part. Again, we can't let the Bria suffer. We can't let the world suffer. We can't let the world be be um, denied and deprived of its shlemus, its perfection coming full circle. And Hashem can't allow the world to, to just coast into the finish line after the year 6,000 without realizing, without achieving shlemus. Hashem can't let that happen. Hashem won't create a world that that's going to happen in. So the the um, safety net over here 
backup, the contingency plan, is that if an element in the Bria doesn't create that Shlemus on his own, doesn't bring the world on his own to Shlemus, it's going to happen nevertheless. Shem is going to bring it to Shlemus. <clears throat> Hashem will bring the world to its destiny, to its destination, and to its Shlemus, in spite of the fact that the person himself didn't do it. And this is, in a nutshell, Mashiach coming. And this is, in a nutshell, the Geula. The world being brought back to Shlemus, the world is given several thousands of years to do it on its own, but it's going to happen eventually anyway, even if the world doesn't end up, we'll let the world, you know, give it its best crack. You do your best job. Whatever you can do, you do, and Hashem's going to end up doing the rest. This is also why we are told that there's two different times Mashiach can come. What are the two different times Mashiach can come? What are those two times that Mashiach can come? When we're doing our part, or we're not doing our part. Right, and when are those two time frames? Mashiach, the two time frames Mashiach can come will either be a pre-appointed time that's known to Hashem, the Mashiach has to come by, the point of no return. The other time Mashiach can come is right now. Come right now. We all do tshuva. We can bring Mashiach right now, or if we don't, Hashem will bring Mashiach at the right time, whenever the right time is. This first step for the end of the world, Mashiach is coming. What's the reason for him to come? Is it anyway going to be the end of the world? Oh, so excellent question. So the answer is the world has to create to achieve perfection. Hashem can't leave a world half baked. The world has to get fully baked. Yes, with Mashiach. If whatever perfection we were unable to achieve in this world, the Mashiach will, will, will bring the world the rest of the way towards its perfection. And perfection, again, means the world achieving its, 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 its mission, its goals, its objectives, whatever it was um, assigned, whatever was assigned to this world, the Mashiach will bring it the rest of the way. Um, and that's the shot in the two different time frames. If we, if we, on our own, come full circle, if we, on our own, achieve Shlemus, the Mashiach is here. If we don't, don't we do our we'll do whatever we we're capable of doing, and Hashem will bring it the rest of the way, um, and that's when Mashiach will come, with or without us, at the pre-appointed time. The pre-appointed time means a time that world events and world history will will cycle in such a way that they will naturally necessarily lead to Mashiach, and this is when Mashiach has to come by. Mashiach will bring the world the rest of the way. Okay, so this is this is building off what we had yesterday. And this is what Mashiach is all about and Gula is all about in a nutshell. The world has to achieve closure, shleimus, and has to finish with perfection. Hashem has to, Hashem's bria, Hashem's creations have to come full circle and achieve perfection. They're coming from a perfect by right? And it means in a certain sense, when we revive the dead before the year 6000, which again, as we asked yesterday, why, why are we bringing all these people back to life if we're going to kill them again? Everyone's going to die in the year 6,000. And then there's going to be a big Tchiyas for everybody, for all of humanity, for all of Klai Yisrael, and whoever earns Eilam Haba, in Eilam Haba. But why are we doing Tchiyas now just to kill them again? The answer is, we're doing Tchiyas now for everyone to be able to what? To... achieve the shleimus that they were supposed to achieve in this world. For everyone who has unfinished business. Tchiyas HaMesim in this world is different than Tchiyas HaMesim in the world to come. Tchiyas HaMesim in Elam Hazeh in this world, which is the Tchiyas HaMesim that's going to happen by Mashiach, is very different than Tchiyas HaMesim in Elam Haba. Tchiyas HaMesim in Elam Haba is about enjoying the Shekhinah, is about being one with Hashem, is about Dveikos and all that, all that 
right? That's Chiyas Hamisim Ba'elam Habal. Chiyas Hamisim Ba'elam Hazeh is not about Dveikos, it's not about the Shechina, it's not about oneness with Hashem, it's about unfinished business. Taking care of all the loose ends and the bits and pieces of our mission and our assignments and our goals that we were supposed to do in this world that we didn't get a chance to do yet. Because this world has to achieve Shlemus before it's destroyed, it has to come full circle. And Yidin are given jobs, goals, and missions in allowing this world to be a vehicle for Gilui Kvoid Machusa Yisbarach have to be able to do that all the way. I'd say for this world to be fully in a perfected way, nothing but a vehicle for for for, for kavod shemayim. This is the point of tchias hamesim. This is the purpose of tchias hamesim in this world: unfinished business. And that being said, so who do we bring back first? That we return to the guy, and we see how the guy is saying such a the guy now sparkles and shines. It, it sings this guy now. We bring back first. There's a, so there's two ideas that we're going to see now going on in this guy. They both kind of intertwine with one another. Returning to the Vilna Gain, the three, <coughs> the order of the three things that are going to happen, who comes back first and who do Tchias and the, the the idea behind this order is who do we bring back first? Who do we bring back first? We bring back those who have more unfinished business. Those who have more things to do still. Whoever has more unfinished business is going to come back first. The less unfinished business you have, you come back last because you know, there's less for you to do. There's less for you to do. The more unfinished business you have, the sooner you need to come back. So from the three parties we had over here, we had the Aser Sashvatim that went into Gaulus several, you know, a, a while, a hundred years plus before the Chor Beis HaMikdash. They were, that was Malchus Yisrael, the kingdom of Israel. The Aser Sashvatim who went, excuse me, into Gaulus earlier. And we have Malchus Yehuda, who were, were there to the very end of the Beis HaMikdash. And then we have the Dor HaMidbar, the generation of the Midbar, the generation that received the Torah, the generation that was with Moshe Rabbeinu, the generation that that went into to, that was that, 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 the children maybe went into Eretz but they were with Moshe for forty years. They were with Moshe Rabbeinu for forty years with the Arn, with the Shechina, the Mishkan, Har Sinai. So, which of these three parties needs the most Tikkun, which has the most unfinished business? That is the Aser Sashvatim, the ten tribes. Ten tribes have the most that they still have to take care of, being that they went to Gaulus the earliest, they went to Gaulus the first, and they never came back, by and large. We said the remnants, representatives, by and large, the ten tribes did not come back. They have the most unfinished business, they have the most still on their records that has to be dealt with, that has to be taken care of over here. We need to bring them back first. Because Kibbutz Gaulus again, it's is about ramping up, taking care of the unfinished business. The more unfinished business you have, the earlier you have to come back when it's time for Mashiach. The Aseh Shvadim have a, quite a lot on their, on, their, on, their, on their plate, quite a lot on their, on their task load that they still have to, on their, 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 their work order. This is the reason why Hashem separate the tribes? The Hashem separate them because, they, because of their Averis. Because they were punished. It was a punishment. They didn't merit being a part, being, being there in the kingdom of Klai Yisrael, <clears throat> in the area of Klai Yisrael, they, 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 they was a punishment. But um, they have the most unfinished business because they've been gone for a very long time. They left before the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed even. They have to come back first. Then Shevet Yehuda, 
comes back next, Shevet Yehuda, they had a base of Mikdash, they were there till the end, they saw the base of Mikdash destroyed, the first time, second time, they need to come back um, for the Binyan Bayashlishi for the, to be participating in a third base of Mikdash, which, which um, is the final one, which the gun will not be able to destroy, which will last until the, the end of days, until the year 6,000. They have to come back um, <clears throat> as subjects of Hashem in a perfected way that are going to be serving Hashem in a perfected way <coughs> that they're not going to have to worry about losing the Beis anymore. But in short, they have less unfinished business. Shevet Yehuda, who is there for the first and the entirety of the first and the second Beis HaMikdash, they have less unfinished business, they come back next. And finally, who comes back last is the Dor HaMidbar, is the generation of the Midbar, um, the door that was with Moshe Rabbeinu, the door that was led by Moshe, that received the Torah at Har Sinai, and was learning, was receiving and imbibing Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu for 40 years. They come back last. They come back last. They're the highest Madriga, actually, the Zohar Midbar. This is the Dor Deya, the generation of knowledge, the generation of, of, of people on a very, very, very high level, people that saw the Ten Makas, people that saw Kriyas Yamsev, that experienced Kriyas Yamsev. They, they all had national nevuah, national revelation, national prophecy. They all became Nevi'im. They saw all the Ikrei Emuna. They stood at Harsinai and Herakash They learned Torah under Moshe Rabbeinu for 40 years. Yes, there were things that went wrong. Much of that, though, was the Erev Rav. And some of that was them being judged according to their station, according to their level. But this is the highest Madriga Klai Yisrael had. The Dora Midbar, the Dordea, they're brought back last. What was their unfinished business? They have one piece of unfinished business. One area. What's what's their one area of unfinished business? Rival? Coming into Eretz Yisrael. They didn't make it into Eretz Yisrael. They come back last. They came back last. They have the least unfinished business over here. They need to come into Eretz Yisrael. They come back last. So this is the Pshat over here in the Seder, the Rome of the Goin. We understand it's going beautifully based on the introduction, based on the... the, the Introduction and the foundations that we that we laid over here, that Geula um, all this, even in this world, the purpose of it is to finish the unfinished business, is to wrap up the loose ends, is to bring things to the complete completion, closure, and give shleimus. And the order that we have over here is the in order of more unfinished business to least to le- less unfinished business, and that's why the ten shvatim come first, and then Yehuda, and then the Dor Midbar. Yes, what was the question? I was just wondering, Rabbi, what about all the other people who make contact with Israel, not just the Dora Midbar? They don't get Wh- Which people? Like people like, um, like the Don the Gain? Also, but I'm saying like even before Dora Midbar. People who didn't leave the time? Who didn't come to Israel? Yeah, Hashem will calculate individuals based on the individuals. This is, Gain here is discussing groups, the three groups of people. Individuals will go coin the cheshbon of those individuals. So they'll be after the Going doesn't tell us, but the individuals will, get, will work according to um, according to um, what they need. In terms of three groups of people, these are the three groups in the order that those three groups will come back. Okay, very good. Everyone should have a wonderful day. We'll continue with Hashem tomorrow with Gimel. Tomorrow we're going to move on to Gimel.